Welcome to the API experience. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to this festive edition of the API Experience. My name's Matt McClarty. I'm the CTO of Boomi, and I am just so excited to be here, so excited to close out our year with just one more episode. And of course, joining me in the festive spirit is Mr. Mike Hamminson. Mike, how is uh, Christmas time in Kentucky? Christmas time in Kentucky is abnormally warm, unfortunately. I don't have any sleigh bells in my in my uh, vicinity at this moment because I don't think a sleigh would go anywhere. But I did get to get outside and feel the air. I actually did a little bit of biking this week. It's very nice. So I'm, I'm enjoying it very much and looking forward to family and friends in the upcoming holidays. That's great. Yeah, it's... Uh... If you, yeah, if you thought those were sleigh bells, that was actually, you know, rain hitting the window here. No. <laughs> it was pouring this morning. It, you're right. It's unseasonably warm. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. this is probably, a, you know, the reality we're living with. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we can all have our, our dreams of uh, snowy climbs here. Or I might well, describe, last year, you know. last year we had a blizzard. Last year we had several inches of, yeah, of yeah, snow yeah. here. And uh, so, you know, one year, next year, we'll see what happens. Could happen. Could happen. But... Regardless of the weather, we're here with our cheer, and uh, and you know this is, you know we had a great uh, last episode, a very special episode when uh, yeah. Nelly and Tyler joined us to talk about TechLit Africa, and when we were on there, you were actually in Paris, France, at the time. That's so right. that's actually today's topic. You know, um, I think it's been twelve years now. No, maybe eleven years. I think this is the twelfth year. I that, think it's uh, the twelfth year. Yeah. 12th year of the uh, API Days event series, which started in Paris, has become a global a global event series. Uh, it was founded by our good friend Mehdi Medjoui. And uh, so you, I'm, it was great that you were there. So there's so much ground that's covered now, I think, in, in these events. Um, it's a great way to sort of take the pulse, to take the pulse yes. of the API, global API community, but also... Yeah. You know, I think that we have to acknowledge the, the sort of North American bias of the, the tech, <laughs> the tech world sometimes. So this is a, what's great about API Days is that, that it does come. You know, it's in Paris. It's a different sort of perspective, and it's just a very vibrant community there. So I'm looking forward to hearing your experience there. Yeah, it was it was actually a um, very well attended event. So it was uh, over three thousand registrants, which is wow. Uh, which is pretty high, especially for the whole post-COVID-y thing, right? And yeah. uh, show floor was quite busy. I just did a rough count. There was uh, more than 50, almost 60 uh, uh, booths or, you know, hmm. displays of some one type or another. So it was very vibrant. And as you said, it's really grown into uh, a different, uh, a sort of a different kind of community. It's a much wider community. This year, there was a lot of emphasis on sort of, um, you know, co co-events so there was there was a whole bunch of stuff around async api a whole bunch of stuff around uh, open api a whole bunch of stuff around product as a service so there's these these tracks these full days it's almost like attending multiple conferences in one place and to your point there is actually a full track that was french only 
to kind of acknowledge that we're yeah. very sort of English speaking bias in, in this tech community right now. But this was an opportunity for people to get together. So, and that was very, very well attended as well. I kind of poked my head in. I didn't understand really what was going on. Every 10th word or something made sense to me, but, um, very vibrant, very active community. So it was a really, really great experience. Um, I, I, you know, I attend these, as you say, to kind of get the pulse, to kind of understand mm -hmm. what's going on. And this was really one of, one of the, one of the more exciting ones uh, of the past. Yeah. I, I think probably for us, cause we've been in the API space for well quite a while. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I always sort of have these moments of thinking, is this whole API movement, is it going to morph into something else? And I, I mean, I think it's, it's branching into all these areas, but the, you know, the APIs remain very central. And just as you described, there's different ways to sort of split things up. We've seen these branches, whether it's branches on the protocol tree of GraphQL and async API and open API spec and all that, or branches into you know, the different ecosystems that APIs play in and cloud and mobile. And of course, uh, you know, the, the unavoidable AI, like all these things. And then, you know, industry tracks. So it does, it did seem like a very balanced agenda of, you know, a very, you know, balanced and blended agenda of covering all these different dimensions of the space, right? Like what, what were they, you know, they, they, they kind of had a whole new take on these tracks. Was there, was there industry focused stuff? Like what, how, how did they actually sort of partition the, the agenda? Well, yeah, that, that's, that's a, that's a good question. So, cause I was kind of grappling with that a little bit too. I mean, you know, we've seen things where there were sort of like sponsored tracks before where a particular product or a particular category of products like databases or security uh, gateway or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but this was a little bit different. This was, they were actually, you know, relatively, technology or uh, um, sort of like uh, uh, focus uh, scopes, kind of like you mentioned, there was a GraphQL track, there was a, which was very well attended, by the way. It was actually one, mm. of the, one of the largest attended ones of the collection. One of the things I, I do, sort of like a secret, sort of a secret for attending conferences for me, mm. is I actually make sure that I visit all the rooms several times throughout the conference to kind of get a sense of which ones are busy, which ones aren't, which topics are hot, which uh, speakers are, you know, attracting a lot of attention, uh, which technologies are attracting a lot of interest. And um, so I kind of look for the rooms that are overflow, the rooms that mm -hmm. are a little less than, uh, less than packed, see if there's sort of like a leading edge somewhere. One of the challenges this time around was that all the rooms were oversold. Almost wow. every room was an overflow room. Uh, some of it had to do with the venue. It was a great venue. It was a really cool venue. Uh, in the in the heart of the La Defense area of, of France, it's sort of sort of the a, a high tech modern yeah. uh, uh, era uh, area. Um, so some of it had to do just with the venue, but it was just the total the sheer number of people was really really quite quite surprising. So it kind of befuddled me a little. Every room was full, <laughs> but. Like we said, there's GraphQL that had a, had a lot of attention. One of the things I noticed about the GraphQL group is they spent a lot of time on things like security and scaling and mm. um, standardizing, uh, standardizing tooling, standardizing uh, practices and stuff. That's a, that's a really good sign, I think, for the GraphQL community. That's mm. sort of next level maturity, I think, is when you start talking about how can we do this at scale? How can we be confident and secure? How can we kind of standardize design and stuff like that? Um, 
uh, async API had a very similar uh, kind of vibe to it as well. Uh, wasn't attended quite as heavily as GraphQL, but again, uh, it was a mix of open source uh, standards, uh, tool vendors, um, everybody kind of coming together and talking about how they can improve developer experience a lot in the async API community, which I thought was really, really interesting. It seemed to be very developer focused and tool oriented. Uh, of course, it was Open API. There's a lot, a lot of stuff on Open API, and that was primarily uh, features and functionality in the specification. Uh, that's kind mm -hmm. of the stuff that I saw. There was a little bit of tooling there. Security, of course, is an evergreen topic. There's just tons of people talking about security. A lot of that had to do with zero trust style mm -hmm. uh, uh, auth authorization. Not so much authentication. There's, there's a little bit of authentication as usual, uh, um, OID and stuff but a lot of talk about uh, authorization. Uh, and, and that was kind of interesting as well. Um, very big on APIs as products too. There's a whole track on APIs as products. Um, uh, your friend in mine, Claire Barrett, uh, was uh, heading up that along with a couple other people. A Andrea Kolsky, I think, uh, was the other uh, key person. So there's a lot of talk. So that was a mix of enterprise organizations uh, trying to figure out how to standardized as well as small startups and some tooling and some practices. So there's lots and lots. Those, those are the ones that I really, really noticed, but there was lots and lots going on this year. That's, that's fantastic. The, it's interesting data points there around GraphQL. I mean, I think we sort of saw this, like this is a great opportunity for sharing because I think we've got, yeah. you know, open API spec and the maturity around RESTful APIs always felt yeah. like for, async APIs and GraphQL and so on. There's a lot to learn there. And I think what's what's sort of interesting is how these protocols get introduced to the world will often be in a sort of confrontational way, like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. the REST sucks, use GraphQL, or, you know, yeah. gRPC is way faster than, than REST, or, you know, asynchronous is way better than synchronous. So it starts off as conflict, but then, you know, over time, I think that you you know as things mature, as you said, there there needs to be a, a learning, a shared learning thing. So this type of event is is perfect for that. And I think, in spite of the partitioning of the tracks, I'm sure there was a lot of cross pollination that was that was happening there, right? And we haven't even really started talking about the the keynote track yet. So I've, I've talked about these sort of individual tracks, these sort of uh, parallel uh, workshops, uh, but the keynote is where a lot of this stuff comes together. Uh, on, on all these on all these different fronts, which I thought was you know uh, really quite quite informative as well. It's a, it's a whole nother level, but especially as you mentioned on the GraphQL and the async API, I think those of us who've been at this a while, we sort of see the we see the the circle, uh, the introduction, like you say, which often is sort of uh, comparative or competitive sometimes. Uh, and then if something lasts long enough, it matures into that same space we talked about with that GraphQL was talking about, which is security and scale and standardization, which I think is, a, is like you say, is a, is a really good sign. And there were lots of very, very smart, very, very creative people talking about those, those very things. So uh, I, I, think, I think that was a really, really good sign this year. Yeah, and I, it's, it's interesting as we reflect on sort of what, what we've covered so far on the API experience this season. Right. Um, it sounds yeah. like a lot of what Eric was talking about on this unbundling of the API management uh -huh. space was very reflective there. Um, the the APIs as products, right, that we yep. had early on, talking about the role of the API product manager, 
Um, obviously, Claire was one of our guests, and yeah. she's yeah. you know running a lot of the stuff. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's just interesting to see the sort of this blooming of the whole API community. And I I don't know if you had a chance to even assess this, but like we're look some of the events that we've been to in the API community are great, but but we go and we feel like. We kind of see the same old gang. Right? Yes, yes. This one sounds like it was, you know, you got over 3,000 people there. Like, were you seeing more developer types or business people, or was it just a whole mix? It, it was it was a real mix. I, I definitely, I noticed, I'm kind of tuned to this, but I noticed more a business level or enterprise level uh, hmm. uh, topics and conversations going on, even in the hallways, just hmm. the attendees who were there. I think that that was one of the things that I noticed a lot this year. Also, as I mentioned, there's a there was a there was a French track, but there were also I saw a, a, a much more diverse community as well. So mm. you talk about how we kind of see the same people all the time. Um, I, I think definitely in the maturity space, the community is is kind of gotten you know its eyes open on a lot of other fronts. So there were. There were lots of other countries that were represented. There, uh, there were more women than I had uh, seen at some events. Not, you know, quite enough, I think, in my own opinion. I think there are a lot of talented people that just, you know, aren't there yet. They're, they haven't been attending. But it was, a, it was a really, really robust kind of conversation as well. So as you mentioned before, whether it's business or technology, whether it was tooling or practices or open source, uh, or just even, you know, physical location, different kinds of businesses. Um, it was a very enjoyable experience. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, when, when you look at it in hindsight, right, and think about what Mehdi's original vision was, and, and he's been very strong on values, as has the whole API Days team. Like, it's so, it's just so exciting and gratifying to see how it's how it's come about. And obviously, early on, you know, one of the big values is has been diversity in the in the yeah. community. And I know that the the women in APIs group has, or the yeah. women in APIs community, has really grown out of this API Days event series. And you've had tremendous leadership from Claire and yeah. others on on really seeing that grow. I think there was a whole women in APIs track at the at the event, right? I mean, yes. it was, uh, you know, was it just interested to see, you know, what 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 the topics were there, how it, how that was attended? Because I just think it's so exciting to see to see the, the progress and the growth of that community. Yeah. So I, as you, as you said, um, uh, Medi has always been committed to opening uh, the space as much as possible so that we get different points of view and different opportunities. And Claire has been really involved. This women in API uh, community has been very strong, very powerful. As a matter of fact, I think she just received a, a bunch of funding from a couple of major organizations to help continue this process, um, the women in APIs track was actually a workshop track on the first day. There were a bunch of these sort of workshop and certification oriented tracks on the very first day, which is the day before the keynote. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so there was, there was a whole afternoon of women in API that was based on team building. And one of the things that Claire does really, really well is she runs uh, several programs, uh, the same program several times a year about um, helping people become more comfortable in public speaking. So there was another mm. whole set of, of training material on that. I got to attend some of the, some of the track, but I had to, I had to dip out because I had another workshop uh, that I was uh, leading as well. But mm. just, you know, just showing up, just, uh, just seeing more 
people um, it has been a, re a really big plug, and Claire's been just really, really effective in that women in API uh, community. That's that's awesome. You you said there were sort of workshops um, yeah. on on the day before workshops during the event. Was that was that new? Yeah, well, they've they've done them before, but I think um, there were more this year than in past years. Another sort of reflection of, of of the growth. And one of the new things was a certification set of workshops. So I actually did a certification workshop uh, based on my book, uh, Design and Build Great Web APIs. Mm -hmm. um, so you could sign up, pay ahead of time, um, work through uh, material together as a group, and then take a test at the end. And um, so I did that. It was a it was a great experience. And then Andrea Kolsky uh, also did one on APIs as products. So it was a much more you know wide ranging discussion on what's a product and how is an API a product and how do you treat APIs as products? What's the cycle? What's the life cycle? And so on and so forth. So that was the same thing. You could get kind of certified as an API product. Uh, uh, engineer or something like that. I'm quite sure the phrase she used, but hmm. that, so that was new. So along with just general workshops, uh, like the ones that Claire has been doing for several years, they added these certification ones uh, as well. And, um, that really brought out a whole nother, I think, set of people to the event, which hmm. I thought was also a real plus. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, there's obviously learning at the events, but that's cool to have the, the certification and you know, taking the learning to the next level. Um, yeah, I think, and it would be interesting to see Andrea sort of takes that more broadly beyond the event. It'd be good to yeah. keep tabs on that and for you as well. If I understand the the, the API masterclass uh, model that uh, Medi and team has been working on, um, there's, a, there's a sort of a multi-layer to it. There's a sort of a introductory or summary kind of layer, and then mm -hmm. there's a sort of a a deeper dive kind of experience where you can get certified on a specific element like design or deployment or testing or security. And then there's even, um, they've talked of, I'm not sure if anybody's done this yet, a kind of almost uh, sort of graduate school level capstone kind of let's go step by step and spend the next several weeks building uh, an actual working model or building an actual uh, product plan or or, or, you know, full life cycle uh, support and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of possibility coming. And I think this is also, again, an, an, to me, it's another indication of the maturity of this space in general, um, that this, this helps kind of set some, some shared understanding across a much wider community. If everyone is taking the same sort of certification or offering the same types of certifications or workshops or trainings or seminars, it kind of makes the the whole community, uh, I think, connect better connect and 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 grow. I think in another way. So I'm actually kind of excited about where they're where they're headed with this one. This is the API experience brought to you by Boomi. Okay, elephant in the room time. This is, after all, we're we're down to our final few days of the calendar year 2023, which started a few days after the uh, Chat GPT. Uh, you know, meteor, yeah. meteor hit. Yeah. So yeah, actually that's right. <laughs> was there an AI track? Like, was it, was it that explicit or how, you know, what was, how did AI dovetail with API days? Well, actually that's, that's a really, really good observation. You know, I kind of ticked off all of these tracks and AI wasn't one of the tracks I ticked off. So there was not an AI track, but AI showed up in almost 
every single track <laughs> that I was in, that I, was, that I saw, whether it was, you know, GraphQL or security or open API or async or products or, or anything else that was going on, there was definitely this thread throughout of, of the role of AI and where AI fits. And I will, I will call out, I'm going to just going to name drop here, uh, Mark Boyd of Platformable uh, had a mm. great keynote talk that kind of put AI in perspective in general, both its strengths and its weaknesses, its, uh, you know, its potentials as well as its dangers. He did a fantastic job, a really well-researched talk. I'm, I'm sure that one's going to be available, so I encourage everybody to check that out. Basically, mm. he was just giving everyone sort of the, the level set of, yeah, sure, like you said, there was a big bombshell a year ago, and uh, quite a bit's gone on. But let's uh, let's keep our heads. Let's pay attention, and let's let's focus on what is our real job. Our real job is to is to expand uh, the reach and the usability and the power and the uh, and the positive aspects of APIs in general. Let's not get uh, too excited about a particular technology or pattern or something like that. I thought he did a really really good job. So. AI was everywhere, and uh, AI is powered by APIs. You, you kind of can't have one without the other. So mm -hmm. whether you're you know, using a tool like Langchain, which brings a lot together, or you're just using an API, API to connect to a particular large language model uh, infrastructure, AI is going to be infused in lots and lots of things, and we need to, like everything else, just use it responsibly and clear-headed and make sure we're always focused on, on what's important, which is improving a lot of developers and users throughout. And I think, uh, so Mark Boyd did a great job in the keynote. And then that same kind of message was appearing, whether it was, you know, how to generate documentation or how to interpret documentation and turn it into shell code or how to improve the way to write tests or how to improve uh, gateway uh, rules and so on and so forth. So it was actually, it was, it was very encouraging. And I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to what, really comes out of this, what tools and practices and products might come out of this in the next years. Yeah, I think it's good to hear that that was sort of the perspective of, you know, let's let's look at this innovation in the context of how it can help sort of continue our progress in all these areas. I think that as I talk with companies about their AI strategies, like they're, I, I try and reassure them, like you don't necessarily have to become experts on creating the AI tooling, like right. the, like you don't have to build your own large language models, but you know, learn how to be an expert in using it and applying it. And when you do that, the APIs definitely are a big part of that, that whole thing. Um, you mentioned Mark Boyd. Now I think Mark O'Neill uh, also oh, yeah. was there, right? Like I think he's, you know, it's, it's great that the, it, you know, he, he generally will have a keynote. Mark O'Neill sort of leads the research and analysis for the soft the whole software engineering space for Gartner, but his background is very much in the API space. Did he have any sort of nuggets to share that stuck out? Yeah, he, he actually did, a, again, another great keynote. He, he kind of pulled together a lot of Gartner material, hype cycle about uh, software development in general, as well as some API-focused elements. And one of the things that stood out for me that he's mentioned it's been mentioned a couple of times, um, but I haven't quite got a handle on it. Is he kept mentioning this notion of API engineer that uh, organizations were looking for API engineers? What does that really entail? Who is 
this API engineer and what are what skills do they have and, and what roles do they play? So that was a thing that really piqued my interest. Um, he placed a AI kind of uh, sort of just about at the peak of the hype cycle, which I thought was interesting. So, so uh, and he placed some other things like uh, documentation uh, a little bit past the trough of disillusionment. So there's a lot of things. Again, I, I'm sure his talk's available. And I always love uh, seeing Mark O'Neill talk because like you said, um, he, he has a great... Uh, understanding of the API space as well as software in general, and it gives you a really good sense of what's going on. So, so I, I'll actually be curious. I kind of ticked in my list. My, my trip notes have this notion of API engineer, and I want to see what Gartner is saying about that, what other people are saying, and, and how that can affect us in terms of guiding tools and training and uh, support for developers going forward. Awesome. So, what that was? It sounds like that was one of the, the takeaways. Is there another? sort of big takeaway that you would put from the, from the event and, you know, kind of how that, how that uh, would affect the whole outlook for uh, API events in, in 2024. Yeah. So there, there are two things. I think um, what encouraged me, we haven't really hit on the topic directly, but what encouraged me a lot are the topics of API design really seem to also have been matured. We've talked about API design for several years, but there was more talk about tools that support design, writing guidelines that make sense for design, and getting used to the notion of design practice as an element. So, you know, for years, we, we've seen uh, a few outlier companies. I know Capital One did a whole bunch of work to kind of teach product thinking and product design thinking uh, to their developer community, and that's become a little bit more common. So to see design elevated, that was really, really encouraging. I think that's mm -hmm. a really good sign. This notion of API products has really been elevated. Again, we've heard people talk about this for several years, but to see a whole track on it and see just all of the really, really interesting uh, talks, whether they're from enterprise companies or startup companies or open source tooling efforts. So I think that's that's one of the big takeaways. This design and product really seem to have matured. I think there's uh, lots of challenge uh, going ahead on this notion of platforms. So again, I think we're revisiting the notion of documentation and what a platform and a catalog are. I think discovery is still going to be a really big challenge going forward. There was some talk about that. There's been a, a, a sort of a side development, uh, APIs.json, which was a standard to talk about meta information about APIs from Ken Lane and Steve Wilmot and others. That's kind of gotten a new life here at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. There was some talk at the event about it. So I, I think that's kind of where things are headed. Um, I think those are going to be sort of the focuses and the focus and the challenge going forward. And then, as we just said, I think AI everywhere and, and how you how you make that effective, how you stay on track the way Mark Boyd was talking about. I think that's another big takeaway for me from this year. It, it feels like, you know, and I unfortunately wasn't there, but it feels like to me <laughs> there's a real culmination of a lot of things that have been going for a lot of years, right? Like I think, yeah, I, I don't think we can overstate just the significance of the work so many people have put in seeing things early on, like you just mentioned Ken and Steven and their work around sort of recognizing this discoverability of, of APIs as a need that was years ago. Yeah. And you know, it just takes, it takes a community such a long time to get to the point where it becomes widespread. I always think, I always think of like, I think it was like 1989 or 1990 or something. Sony, Sony went to 
the CES show or whatever and showed off these yeah. HD televisions. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, high definition. Well, yeah. so many things had to come together. It probably took like almost 12, 15 years before all the different things were mature enough that you could have a, a broad, you know, you needed the content, you needed all the, 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 the technology to sort of economies of scale, all that stuff to come together to make it mainstream. So I think we're starting to see some of those things that have been out there in the community for a long time really come to fruition. So that's great to hear. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that I think that's really true. I just I just add, um, we we tend to we tend to sort of make jokes about you know uh, internet time, like how much you know faster it is. Seven years in internet time is a long time, but I think one of the other things about the web and the networks and APIs and the internet in general, as you're pointing out, is the the things that really have impact, the things that really have legs that have a broad appeal. They take years to develop, and mm -hmm. it's not that there were just people waiting. You know, it's just waiting for people to discover. But there's lots of fine tuning, lots of rethinking, lots of lots of attempts before something finally takes hold. And I do think, you know, maybe I'm just being sort of overly romantic about the you know being in Paris and seeing a you know being a big <laughs> conference. But I really do think, like you say, a lot of these things are are sort of hitting a maturity point, and uh, that's really exciting. It also begs the question about, well, okay, fine. If these are making sense, what's the next horizon? What's yeah. the next thing we need to be talking about? And of course, that gets me excited too. Well, and maybe it's also a reminder to be patient with the whole AI space yeah, too, right? Because we've seen the promise, right, yeah. but just be patient. But, you know, I think it's good to, you, you brought up so many of the leaders in the global API community, um, you know, Ken, Steven, Mark Boyd, Mehdi, Claire, you know, all, all yeah. individuals doing great stuff. Um, I think it's a, just a good sort of call to action for all the listeners. If you're not plugged in with these these individuals or their work or the communities they're in, like Women and APIs is a great place to to participate. Great There's, great you know, you can go in as a as an ally as well. I mean, um, the, oh, yeah. I think Mark Mark Boyd and Platformable. He's got a lot of publications out there doing really interesting research in the space. Kin is now at Bloomberg, but he still keeps his API evangelist uh, blog going. Um, James Higginbotham and Keith Casey have a, a great yep. API newsletter where they're curating you know, the, the, the latest and greatest information. Uh, Matthew Reinbold uh, has a yeah. has a whole Substack where he's doing some sort of long, you know, some long form uh, work and, and also curating stuff. So uh, there's just so much out there that I think people can plug into. And, and of course, API days and the whole event series, which will be, you know, they've got a lot of locations globally. There will be oh, a yeah, number of API days events. Uh, rolling yeah. They'll, and, they'll start yeah. up, they'll start up again this, this winter, I think. And uh, mm -hmm. they show up in Scandinavia and the United States and Australia and uh, Singapore and mm -hmm. uh, you know, as well as Europe. So there's lots and lots of, of stuff to go to. And you, you know, you mentioned, uh, James Higginbotham, for example, James, you know, has has a great influence on uh, the design community, as we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew is putting together a kind of an API futures uh, um, uh, series, kind of mm -hmm. like a you know a co-sponsoring kind of effect in January. So yeah, it's not just at the API Days event, but lots of other events, Nordic APIs events, and uh, go-to events uh, around the world. So there, there's lots of places to plug in and tune in. This is a great time of year to step back for a second and say, you know, what what have I not paid attention to, or, or you know, what are some of the things I always kind of promised I would take a look at? 
Uh, and I always get the, this Paris for me is that chance to mm-hmm. kind of expand, uh, sharpen the saw, so to speak, to use, to use the, uh, you know, a rather old phrase. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful experience and it just gets me excited about the coming year. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing, sharing that experience. And uh, yes, the, the romance of Paris, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> everything is, uh, is roses here, but it really, it does sound like a fantastic event and lots to learn. Uh, lots for everyone to learn. I just want to take this opportunity, Mike, to wish you happy holidays and your family. Same uh, to you. Same to you as well. I, you still have holidays in Canada, right? Yeah, we have those those holiday things. We just, you know, I'll be I'll probably spend most of it in a hockey rink, as would be the standard. That's, that sounds that sounds about right. I was, in fact, you know, as I've said a couple of times, that's where I was this morning. Six forty-five a.m. on the ice. It wouldn't happen. I, I think any you just way. tell me that just just to to keep up appearances. I don't know. Is it really true? Are you up at six in the morning in order to be on the ice? Yeah. Right? Well, and here's the thing: in, in Canada, we're on. My son's team is on at six forty-five a.m. We're the second group on. So there's a five thirty oh. group that's on there, and I, oh. I, I'll be in as he ages a bit. You know, as he as he gets a bit older, we'll be that in that group. But yeah, Oof. that's what we. That's how we roll here. We like I said, wouldn't have any other way. But okay. it's 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 you know the, I, probably the only snow I'll see uh, this year will be will, uh-huh. over this over the holidays was the snow that I wiped off my skates after that. So there you go. Anyway, but uh, it, it's great, always great. Uh, you know, enjoy learning from you. Uh, enjoy uh, you know just sharing the experience to our listeners. You know, we wish you all the best. Wish you a happy yep. festive period, and uh, we look forward. To bringing you the next API experience in 2024. Bye you for to now. all a good night, I guess. Right? <laughs> to all a good night. <laughs> Bye for now.